This is your Classical Break, your daily dose of classical music. I'm Tyler Alderson, and today we'll be listening to a trio sonata by Antonio Vivaldi. This comes from Vivaldi's first published work, a set of 12 trio sonatas, and that's more important than it might seem. Starting out your publishing career with a set of 12 trio sonatas was actually the done thing back then. Corelli and Albinoni are just two of the many composers who did this. Vivaldi was inviting a comparison between his music and that of some of the best-known composers of the day, an ambitious thing for a young upstart to do. He would go on to fame and fortune, but at the time, he was a young priest and music teacher who was just beginning to get some notice. The school that he taught at was an orphanage with an interesting setup. The boys were all taught trades until they were old enough to send away to be apprentices. The girls were given a musical education, and both the orchestra and choir had quite a reputation around Venice. In many ways, the girls at the orphanage had a better shot than most girls with families, especially poorer ones, and a good few of them went on to successful musical careers. Vivaldi was a big part of all that, but early on he wasn't fully appreciated by the higher-ups at the school. He sometimes found himself at odds with the board of directors, and some financial difficulties meant that they were always wary of keeping his contract on the books. In fact, at one point they decided not to renew his contract, setting him loose for a couple years before realizing their mistake and bringing him back. In the meantime, Vivaldi kept on publishing, and he started putting his own twist on some of the more popular genres at the time, including the trio sonata. For example, here, the instrumentation for this is typical of a trio sonata, two violins, a cello, and a harpsichord. And yes, I know that's four instruments. The cello and harpsichord are technically both part of the basso continuo, sort of the accompaniment or bass line, so they're counted as one part, therefore trio sonata, even though four instruments. But unlike most trio sonatas, which are usually three or four movements, this is a little different. This is a set of theme and variations on a popular melody, The Follies of Spain. Writing variations on the Follies is, again, Vivaldi trying his hand at something many other composers had already done, including some of the great ones, putting his music out there to compete with the best of them. One of the aces of Vivaldi's sleeve was that he was a master of the violin, and you'll certainly hear that in this piece. The variations ramp up in virtuosity and complexity, and the violins have a kind of dueling fiddles vibe, going back and forth with increasing intensity. Peppered in there are some slower, more lyrical variations, which show Vivaldi's ear for melody, and that later led to great success in the opera world and that fame and fortune for Vivaldi. Here's Bella Herstova, Lily Francis, Andreas Brontolid, and John Gibbons with Vivaldi's 12th Trio Sonata.
you can get a sense there of Vivaldi's great skill for both playing and writing for the violin, a skill that would make him not only one of the most famous composers in Italy, but in all of Europe. Thanks to Bella Hristova, Lily Francis, Andreas Brontelied, and John Gibbons, along with the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum in Boston for putting that up online. You can check out a ton more of the recordings made at the museum on their website, gardnermuseum.org. And thank you for listening. If you have the chance, please rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you're getting it. I'm Tyler Alderson, and tomorrow for your classical break, we'll be listening to the Danish composer Georg Gersen. I'll see you then.